0: Hello again and welcome to the Master's Voice. I am Celestial and you are welcome to this channel. To old and new subscribers alike, you are very welcome. To those who are new to the channel, I would like to let you know that this channel is best used with playlists, You can use it. I have many playlists, such as the Russia and the China playlists. One playlist has been recently removed, and that one is dealing with the world-shifting changes that we all experienced in 2020. Um, Whatever was sitting at the heart of that, the event that was sitting at the heart of 2020, those prophecies have been removed to my other platforms that you can find by looking in the description box underneath each and every video. Under each and every video, I'm always careful if there is a written prophecy for that video. The link is there and it will take you back to www.the dash masters dash voice.com. That is one way for you to get to the blog. Another way is for you to Google your way there. You will have to write the master's voice prophecy blog on Google because the site no longer comes up naturally. When you type in the master's voice, you're going to find a ton of other scattered results. And, um, it just won't take you to the blog because I've shared that The type of content that I'm covering in this ministry are not exactly things that Google feels led to share easily. So you're going to have to do a bit of work, but you can always look in the description box. Every prophecy has a link. The link takes you back to the blog. The blog is organized according to the playlists that are here, according to titles that you can find on the menu. So it's reasonably easy to navigate. The only problem is with the large volume of prophecy that the Lord gives me. I haven't updated the menu on the blog in a while because the menus are starting to get 20 and 30 items long. So in that case, you can always use the search box on the blog. When you get to the blog, there's always a banner on every prophecy. There's a prophecy written on a white background. And then at the bottom is a blue background where there are comments underneath the last comment, you will see a search box. Into the search box, you can then put topics such as Nazi, you can put topics such as um, V's, V-A-C-C-I, and the rest you know. You can put topics such as Russia, China, and then all the related blog posts for that come up. Another way to use the blog is to simply scroll further down in that same blue field until you come to what is called the archives I recommend that anyone who wants to make the investment of time, if you go to the archives and start from the very first post, which would have been in May 2019, if you read the blog from the very first post all the way up here, you will have 99% of any questions, any worries, any things that you were wondering about in scripture, the Lord most doubtedly would have touched on that thing or is about to touch on that thing. So it's up to you how much time you want to put into getting information. I always say to people, asking questions in the comment section is not the easiest way because I rarely have the time to read them or respond. Today, the Lord has caused me to shift direction. So I was dealing with a very particular issue and that is the issue of homosexuality Um, in the church. The Lord had turned his lens on homosexuality in the church And so I was going to continue because uh, I think in the last, just in the last month, just in this month, July, the Lord has given me so many shocking prophecies about this. And so I was thinking, why not just work through them related? But I think a day ago, the Lord said to me, no, you're going to shift and you're going to talk about children. And I think this issue needs to be addressed because there's so many differing views that people have concerning children. It's actually concerning to me, as a Christian, the the kind of totally baseless ideas that people have concerning children. People believe that children are um, so special and so innocent and so separate from the rest of the general population, even though, if we're honest, You look around and there is absolutely nothing to support that view. There's absolutely nothing in real terms to support this mindset, this view that children still retain some form of innocence, some form of wholesomeness, that the generation that is staring us in the face now, I would say ages 13 and up, are still in a kind of general childlike state, they still retain some kind of wholesomeness or something in them that makes their parents think that they love God or that they are people who want to pursue after righteousness. Or even if we put God and righteousness aside for just a quarter of an iota of a second, I am not sure what it is in the hearts of people, not only in the United States, but around the world that makes them blind to the deep-seated rot that is so visible in this current generation, this that means this current generation of young people, as well as the other generation of people that just got done being young people and have now become sort of uh, young adults, so going into the 20s and even the upper 30s. But I bring the word of the Lord exactly as he gave it to me, and the next two prophecies are going to be very graphic so uh as i always say and please bear in mind that i do not have to make this disclaimer i'm making this disclaimer out of the goodness of my heart so that some of you who watch this with seven-year-olds and nine-year-olds will not come stumbling into these videos and hear things that your children can't unhear but quite technically speaking prophecy comes the way god gives it and another thing that it might help you to hold in your mind as you are listening to this prophecy and the one that i will try to make after it is in israel people did not hold the kind of views that we hold here in america that children are special that children are somehow separate or other that children are such tender little bunnies that god cannot seize them and basically put them in the place that nobody is able to resuscitate them because in israel People knew that God was central to life. So in Israel, nobody was laboring under any kind of misconception in ancient Israel that it was maybe children first and then women next and then the men come last and then somewhere in the middle there, maybe surrounding them all, keeping them all safe in a circle was God. Actually, it's God as the central blazing sun, the central blazing source of all that is so god who is life in the center and then the people gather around children first near that blazing sun because he said don't drive the little children away from me let them come unto me so it's children first and then women next and then the men forming the outer barrier because in those days those people knew their gender pronouns and they knew what a man was and they knew what a woman was and they fiercely protected their women and children and so in the center of all society in the bible god came first and no one made any attempt to hide the reality of god the power of god the goodness of god the mercy of god and also the judgment of god from children It was made clear to an Israelite boy and an Israelite girl where their place in society was going to be. It was made clear to them what God expected of them, and that's because ancient Israel, having received God's law and having walked with God in person, understood very clearly that any Israelite child that doesn't get it at a young age about who God is is going to grow up to be an Israelite teen that does things that are outside of God's parameters. And once they do that, they usually won't get to grow up to be an Israelite adult that gets to make those kinds of mistakes again. So when God would be judging and God would say, perhaps this clan is guilty or that clan is guilty, they would stone men, women, and children. When God judged Korah and Dathan for rising up to curse at Moses and attempt to undermine Moses' authority. They brought them and their wives and their children forward. And the Bible says that the earth opened up and all of them went down alive into the depths. So there was no singling aside of the children. But this modern, politically correct world that we inhabit now Even Christians constantly feel that it is their place to create another gospel, a special doctrine, a different set of rules for children. And they do this because most parents want to shove off the responsibility of finding out who God is first learning who he is, how to walk with him, and then passing him on to their children. Some people have only found God late in life. They've already raised adult children in a secular and atheist way. And now that they found God as they're older, many of them are cut through with the knowledge that they didn't do so good with baby number one, two, three, even four and five. And now they're trying to fix it with baby number six, or they're now trying to reach out to their children in various teen and adulthood states. And those children want nothing to do with God However, before I started this video, the Lord said for me to make it clear to America. And this prophecy is not just for Americans. This prophecy is just of general application. The examples that the Lord showed me were definitely american examples in both this prophecy and the next one as i said they are graphic watch this without your children this is just a courtesy from me celestial i do not have to give these warnings warnings are not part of prophecy the prophecy itself is the warning however the lord says that these children that he is talking about are marked for destruction and the only way that they will escape these judgments is if there is wholehearted 100% repentance so it doesn't matter if your child is already serving time in prison it doesn't matter if your child has already committed some crime some sin some act that has put them behind bars you as the parent now have to go down on your knees first in repentance for perhaps you knowing that the child's actions might be tied to how you raised them however if that is not the case you still go down on your knees as a parent to intercede because the cry of a mother and the cry of a father genuine cry from the heart i'm not talking about fake repentance that is just um, led by tears in the beginning tears in the middle and tears at the end and there's actually no using of the mouth to speak what was wrong to speak what broke god's laws and to ask for absolution of that sin by the blood of jesus being applied to the transgression in order to remove it from the record for good this is repentance when it is removed there is a lightening of the burden and then you are able to strap on your armor and pray according to ephesians chapter 6 verses 11 to 18. this is all children that i'm speaking about basically children around the world and it's referring to children who are of the age to be able to do these things The banner scripture is this. The title of the prophecy is, The Next Generation Inherits Nothing. June 27, 2000 and what? 2022. Then I will strike her children dead, and all the churches will know that I am the one who searches minds and hearts, and I will repay each of you according to your deeds. Revelation 2 and 23. So this was the lord speaking to me and here is how it went this is the word of the lord take your book and write the next generation inherits nothing they will have nothing they will receive nothing and they will be nothing their legacy will be null that means zero they will be taken away in their prime and before their time for the sins they commit for the crimes of their hearts. Because they are loveless, lukewarm, and wicked, they are homicidal and genocidal. Therefore, I will cancel them out of the equation and their bodies will lie with the slain. So the Lord was talking to me about children and he told me, take your book and write this. The next generation inherits nothing. That means that the group inheritance of these children that I'm talking about will be nothing. God says that they will get nothing from him. They should expect nothing. They will inherit nothing. They will have nothing. Meaning that God is talking of a generation that will grow up to have palpably and tangibly less physical money, physical everything, physical assets, physical blessing from him as God than any other nation that has come before him. And when you, when you apply logical thought to the words of the prophecy, which is all why I'm always sending you back to the blog to read, there's a different blessing that you get in listening, but there's something that nobody else can take away from you. When you read, you do it on your own time and you think about what you're reading. To have nothing, for this generation it's not a very difficult leap, especially here in America and in Europe when you think about the fact that your children are growing up to just be some of the wildest and most committed um, socialized Nazi children that any of us have ever seen. They don't believe in the sanctity of marriage. They don't believe in the sanctity of property. They don't believe in one having one, a right to defend oneself if one is put in harm's way. They don't believe in anything and yet they are the children of you who not only hold these beliefs to be dear, but fought in wars to defend them. Children have thrown off all the beliefs upon which the societies that they are now enjoying and milking at the breast of society all the leisure and all the blessings that they have they do not know nor do they care how those privileges were won for them they now reject those privileges and say who cares about this because this is unfair and this is unjust and they are actively the children of the western world especially are actively involved in tearing down the very societies that their parents and grandparents and great-grandparents built up. So when God is saying they will have nothing, don't just listen and say, oh, God is saying he won't give them anything. No, he's actually saying that they're also going to have nothing because they themselves are destroying themselves. Then he says they will receive nothing. And then he says that they will be nothing. So the Lord is saying that this is going to be a generation of wastrels. And I think we can always see, already see that. These children get their first jobs, they go to work at Walmart or they go to intern somewhere, but they're effectively working less hours because they are addicted to their phones. See, their phones keep going. You got a like, you got a Snapchat, someone is in your DMs on Instagram. And so, they're so busy shooting up social media media adrenaline that they can't pay attention on their jobs. They can't pay attention when they're actually in one of the most important phases of their lives, which is being trained to become responsible adults who can be expected, and relied upon to contribute to the economy. So he says their general legacy, everything that they are, everything that they will get and everything that they will leave behind because that is what legacy is, is null. That is the sum of zero, nothing. It means that everything that you could weigh here as their good qualities will be completely canceled out by their negative qualities and the end result will be a big fat zero. It will be as if, please listen, they never lived at all he said he will take them away in their prime and before their time both those phrases means dying young and it's for the sins that they commit because he said they have criminal hearts they have no love they are lukewarm and they are very wicked and when I'm finished with this double set of videos anybody who still disagrees you be sure to let us know why you think so in the comments they are homicidal this generation kills they kill one another They use their words to tell each other, why don't you just kill yourself? They bully each other into early graves. They do commit crimes and they do commit murderous Murder. They are among some of the most murderous young people. The stats for young people killing other young people and even killing adults in the last 20 years are higher than at any other time in history. The Lord says that they are genocidal definitely your daughters are killing your grandchildren faster than you are even aware of genocide means a targeted well thought out plan of attack against a group that cannot defend itself with the objective of wiping out the weaker group from existence that is young people abortion stats today so god says that he is going to cancel them out as well and their bodies will lay with the dead God says in the generation of Moses the fathers were very hard-hearted they refused to listen to the Lord's prophet and they constantly complained against him the Lord says no matter what I sent Moses to do there were always people complaining about him there were always people who did not agree and as a result during the life of the fathers they all died outside of my promise and they took Moses down with them And then he says, after Moses came, Joshua, and that was the time that the children rose up to get their inheritance, my good land that I gave them to dwell in. But he said, with time, these children forgot me because their parents failed to teach them my holy covenant and my righteous laws. Their children forgot my name and they forgot my holy requirements. And soon the land fell into idolatry every man did what was right in his own eyes and the covenant of my righteousness with my name upon it was destroyed. Basically God is saying that in the first generation of the prophets, he rose up to try and teach a certain nation to be holy. The hearts of the fathers were very hard and very proud. As Moses was ruling, the fathers kept rising up and saying, well, who are you? And why can't we rule too? And what makes you special, Moses? And how do we know that you're a prophet? The Lord said that they frustrated Moses at every turn and they constantly refused to accept his authority as God's mouthpiece to them until eventually God took matters into his own hand and he cursed them and he told them that they would all die. Unfortunately, God says that as they were falling, they took Moses down with him. But after Moses came, a young man who had been raised up properly by Moses, and this is what God is trying to say to the parents who are listening to this video, that your primary job on this earth, if you are married, or even even if you are now single, excuse me please, and you have children, is to make sure that you make it your first, second, and third order of business to raise your children in the knowledge of God's righteousness and to teach them God's holy requirements. If you're wondering why that is important, go back to the beginning and listen to what I said. God is the center of human community, Your child is not the center of the universe. Your child is not even the center of your home. The center of every home on this earth, whether the people are atheist or Baha'i, Hindu, Muslim, or Christian, is God. God sits at the center of all life because when God departs, that's the end of it for you. The only thing we're looking at is the length of time before you pass away and rise to answer him for life. And so he says that these these parents that came before did not ingrain the holy covenant in their children. And so with time, the children forgot the righteous laws, and then the land became idolatrous. Anytime the knowledge of God and the love of God's law departs, idolatry is the next step. And he said, people began to do what's right in their own eyes. And America, especially, if you're confused about why it is that you can't have a conversation with anyone else and get to the simple nitty gritty of what is good and what is evil and what should be done and what should not be done. Why does it seem like there's a sliding scale? Well, you know, we have to be inclusive and we have to be more understanding. Well, it's because the love of God's covenant has already departed this country. This country is either in a reprobate state, reprobate is the description for people who don't know God, don't want to know God, and will never know God. Believe it or not, there is a very large group of that. People who are not born again, people who have no interest in being born again, people who will never be born again. Reprobate is a state that you fall to where every crawling desire of your fallen heart, you give into it. Whatever seems good to you in the moment, you do it And in biblical terms, this is a person who cannot be saved, no matter what. And then America is also apostate. I've described apostasy before, but I will describe it again. Apostasy is not a word that you just throw around lightly. It's not just, oh, a person is struggling with sin or a person is messing up here and there. An apostate is one who has risen very high in the roster with God. This is somebody who knows the Lord intimately, somebody who has studied the Lord's word, somebody who has enjoyed years of fellowship with God, and as the Bible says, has tasted of the truth and the mysteries of God. Then this person turns around and begins to live a life of somebody out of a bordello, a life of somebody that acts like they never met God, and in fact, they actively deny God. That's the state the United States of America is in, And therefore, it is not surprising that the holy requirements have been forgotten and they have, in fact, been strategically broken down by consecutive laws that keep saying, well, we're not catering to this group and we haven't included thoughts about this and we need to work on that and we need to widen the scope and we need to tighten the screws and we need to loosen the rug until basically the edifice of holiness has slumped and fallen over in the country. And so the Lord says that the generation that is coming, the covenant of righteousness in them is destroyed, that the children in Christian schools are having sex before marriage and that they are having sex while in the midst of hypocrisy, wearing Christian jewelry, Christian crosses on their necks and on their bracelets. He says they're sleeping with their teachers and they pretend to obey their parents, but meanwhile they're downloading porn on the phones that their parents buy for them. They say that they are Christians while they do things that true Christians hate. They draw near to me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. And God says, I will judge them for this false and double life that they lead. The Lord says that for some parents, it is only when your child has died so please understand, in this prophecy, I am not talking about, oh, um, he had an accident and it was just a petty accident. No, the Lord is talking about the departure of children from the homes, that children will die, that he will strike them. And in the second video, I will describe all the different scenarios, all the different, um, all the different visions that God was showing me as he was talking to me about these children. He says, some parents, it's only when you're cleaning your children's rooms after the funeral, that you're finally going to find the evidence that will tell you who your child really was it says that's when you're going to find your kids naked pictures either on their phones or professionally taken or they've printed them out or whatever you'll find the naked pictures you're going to find the abortion documents the fact that your daughter and tyler that she was bringing over all the time or jamal whoever it was, have been having two, three babies over the course of what you thought was such a cute relationship, aren't they good together? Yeah, they were sleeping together and simply getting rid of the evidence of the inconvenience of their fornication. Said you will find their journals where you will read what was going on in your child's mind and heart and learn who this person really was. Said parents will find the drugs they will find the condoms, they will find the ledger for an illegal business and secret bank accounts. Whatever that child was involved in will only be known after death. So I'm hearing the Lord's prophecy and I'm writing it down and I'm thinking ledger for a business, bank accounts. Within a week, I had found a documentary talking about, I think it was a young German boy who had hundreds of millions of pounds in cash money stashed away in various forms that the police have not recovered up to now. This child is popularly referred to as shiny flakes. He was not yet a major 16 years of age and within the course of almost 24 months was running one of the most successful online hard drugs, hard narcotics business that has ever been seen in Europe. And yet the kid was young enough to still be living at home and his mother had no clue the whole time. So the Lord said, you'll find an entire second life on the child's phone and computer. And that is when these parents will know who was living in the house with them. The Lord says it was Lucifer growing up like a weed in the shelter of the parents the fathers forsook my covenant they cast it away and their children do not know me the fathers fell away from holiness therefore this next generation are their own gods so the next generation inherits nothing and here um a thought keeps coming to me and I'll bring it back Um, a long time ago the Lord was speaking to me about how Americans actually make no effort to introduce God to their children generally on the whole this is a This is an agnostic slash atheist country. It is not um, the commonly false belief of, it's a Christian country. Uh, If you've been watching this blog for about five minutes now and you've been hearing me detail what true Christianity is, if you're honest, you will not be able to apply the standards of true Christianity to this country. This country has a, a false form of the gospel. They follow another Jesus on the whole and it's very hard to find A real Christian and so uh, God is was always talking this about this to me and uh, there was a time that I was sharing a prophecy and and I was sharing different visions and one of the visions that I will share here is that um, the Lord put me outside a house so I was sort of floating outside a second-story window and it was a woman you know cozy scene inside a beautifully painted indigo room blue or something just blue purplish and the child was being put to bed and you know there's that soft lamp on the bedside and the mother was reading a storybook to her child i think she was telling her child about the tooth fairy and telling her child to be sure to leave her tooth under under the pillow for the tooth fairy so that mr tooth fairy could come and the lord was pressing it upon my heart see the tooth fairy gets a fair shake in america so the tooth Fairy is part of the lore. What is lore? Lore is commonly used jargon and storytelling that is passed on carefully from generation to generation. So we're not passing on Moses, Joshua, the Red Sea being parted, David and Goliath, Gideon and the 300. This stuff is not being passed down. What's being passed down is Mr. Sandman and uh santa and the tooth fairy and some of the more scary villains and things like that and god is barely being brought up and ingrained in the heart of the children and yet i said in the beginning that god is the center of biblical life and the first circle that gathers around him are the children then the women then the men so God says that fallen children are the product of fallen fathers. When the fathers are idolatrous, meaning they cast away God in their dealings, and they're very proud to be living secular lives out there in Europe, even in Africa increasingly, their faith, South American faith, is falling away and quickly being replaced by this need to be modern, cool, and Western. And so, Societies have thrown away God completely and the result of this is godlessness at home and the youngest generation grows up in this godlessness and they cast God aside as their legacy and God says that all the blessings that he would normally pass on to the nations are already lost or are being lost to increasingly piling high judgments that he is putting on the countries. In the end, there will be nothing for children to inherit but God's final judgments. And so, God says that children are going to die en masse and in various ways. Some of it will be by happenstance. Happenstance just means chance. In the bible it's it goes like this and it came to pass whenever you hear a story in the bible saying and it came to pass it means that nobody really planned the circumstances that are going to be described next nobody really saw it coming it just happened out of the blue one sunny day that such and such and such took place the lord says that they will die by law they will die by the error of their ways that means bad character and bad decisions that lead to some very painful and final consequences. He says they will also die by his direct judgment. So by chance, children will lose their lives simply because they made the wrong decision, wrong place, wrong time. Like getting in the car with that drunk friend and getting on the highway, and 10 minutes later, the car is smashed to pieces. Or going over to that friend that you know is into drugs on the very day that the police raid the place and just because you were there, all of you end up with serious prison sentences. This is happenstance, things that happen by chance. An accident, it was the wrong day. You shouldn't have been there. It could have happened to anyone, but the Lord says it will happen to them. Bad company corrupts good morals. So a lot of people, unfortunately, are going to lose their children simply because their children cannot stay away from the radioactive members of society. Some people, their children are the radioactive members of society and so the Lord will judge them as direct judgment, but these Children that radiate evil actions tend to be extremely desirous in the eyes of unwise youth. And so they really want to be part of that evil person's inner circle simply because he's wearing the more expensive Nikes and he knows where to get the girls. But the Lord says, if you keep that kind of company, when that person is ready to go down in their judgment, like Satan, the fallen cherub whose tail took down a third of the angels, that boy, that girl is going to take you down as well. By law, and I began to hear an electronic voice playing in the airports and train stations. I need to read out this part with wisdom. It was an announcement being made in America and it went like this. The government has mandated the harm that causes harm for all children aged 12 to 18. Everyone who's 12 years old and more has to be harmed. It is now the law. Children who are below 12 are strongly recommended by the C, other two letters, and the other authoritative bodies that they should make arrangements to receive the harming harm as a precaution. Take steps now, save your child, secure their future, make arrangements to receive the harm that causes harm. So the law One of the things the lord said is that children are going to lose their life by law and what he was saying here may the wisdom of the lord intervene is that um there's going to be certain things the letter of the law will be laid down it's no longer going to be recommendations it's no longer going to be suggestions and no child over 18 will be able to refuse these so i have videos about that but they're no longer up you're gonna to have to look them up on um on rumble bit and brightium but it's no longer going to be a choice once you're a child over the age of 18 whether you say oh well, i'm gonna get the harm or i think i'm gonna get um uh, a boost i'll get a boost so you won't be able to do that you won't be able to make a choice it will be the law and what the lord said to me is that because of that there will be much crying in the nation and he said that even those of a certain age below 18 it will no longer be the choice of the parent to say oh no i'm not i'm not please understand by law means by law to not do so is to be counted basically a criminal like one who commits murder or is a fugitive from justice and this is also in other prophecies that are no longer up but i will try to link them for this video The next one the Lord says is the error of their ways. These are children who cannot stay away from bad choices and sin. Children who are habitually in sin. This is all the way up to adult children. Please understand, even the one by law, um, speaking of the harm, is not only talking about young children. You're 37 years old, you're somebody's child. You're 41 years old, your mom is 67, you're somebody's child. It's talking about even adult children who continue to rush into the folly of this so this one called the error of the ways the Lord said that there are children who have built up habits of sin over time so he says they make no effort to break these habits but instead they feed the habits and they refuse to stop doing it. There is a difference between somebody who has a habit that yes, they fed, but then they come up to some kind of shocking event, or basically they get warnings from the Lord or warnings from family. And then they basically begin to struggle to get themselves out of the trap. I'm always making this motion when I'm showing you how sin will hold you and how you're not just gonna go, let me go sin. No, you will struggle like a deer in a trap using the tools of scripture, like the blood of Jesus, like fasting, you will fight the good fight of faith before many of these clenching, addicting sins leave you. But God says that there's a type of person who doesn't even try to stop, but will feed the sin habit. And God says that for these people, the wages of sin have piled up And now, these young people who indulge in these repetitive sins and even bring other young people into it, God says that they will simply be judged as unbelievers and die. This includes Christian children. And so, children who take drugs will overdose. Children who drive drunk will have accidents children who fornicate will receive the wages of the sexually immoral and if you're confused about what the wages of the sexually immoral are i covered all of that in the sin series and many times the lord said that the payment for continuing to fornicate will be death So I know it sounds medically impossible that you're going to keep sleeping with women, keep sleeping with young men, and then they will just find you dead in bed one day because it doesn't seem to add up. It seems like you should have a heart attack or something before you die. But then that's because modern Christians simply don't understand that God can still strike people. God can strike people and they will find you dead of absolutely nothing at all. And they will have to say, well, uh, it looks like a hemorrhage in the brain, or it might have been a sudden aneurysm. And they will try to find a medical reason for it. But the fact is that the father can simply take the breath out of you for continuing to sin without repentance. And this is what he is talking about. Sinful acts and reckless behavior will cost their lives. The next category is those who will be directly judged by God this is children who engage in live pornography before I made this video I was seeking the Lord to know how much to bring out and he said bring it all out so if anyone is wondering why the tone of the prophecies lately have gone to the very core of issues facing us as a church and as society in general it is because the Lord said there is no more time for coddling people in their mess delusion and ignorance Live pornography is one of the fastest growing industries here in the United States. And I've shared in a few videos that a lot of parents don't know that with a simple webcam and a cell phone and a tripod, much like I'm using here, I'm sitting and I'm using my setup to preach the word of God and to share forth the prophetic revelations of God. But God said many young people, and it is true, young people, grown women, grown men, teen men, Youthful men, youthful women, and even women in their 50s and 60s who should know better are live streaming porn from their homes. The only one that I know about is called OnlyFans and unfortunately, I found out about the existence of this platform through a young woman in my church who said that um, she was always watching my videos and then mentioned, um, Sister Celestial, do you know about this? And I said, what, what is that? And when she told me what it was, I was horrified, I did not believe it, but even the lightest research proved that this was, at the time, this was in 2020, I found out about it, one of the fastest ways to make money direct into your cash wallet and then you figure out how to pay the tax on it later. So there is a vision that the Lord showed me about that, but I will not speak it in this video, but children are engaging in live pornography. They're using your electricity. They're plugging their phones into your wall, using your electricity out there. Parents who think I'm talking about the neighbor's kids, but I could easily be talking about your child, your son or daughter or your adult child 23, 26 that has moved out and is finding that it's tough out there to pay the rent and has decided that having a good rack shouldn't go to waste. So children who will be directly judged from the Lord are those who engage in live pornography, children who sell sex, these children on this sex platform, you can be a single live streamer and touch your own body or wear nice underwear or whatever they're doing there because there's articles on this stuff. Please don't even think that I would use my phone to navigate there, but uh, you can do that. But apparently that the people who are actually racking in the cash are boys and girls who are having live sex on camera. So you don't even have to go and get a pedophile old man to get viewers. All you have to do is sleep Sleep with Jared and you and him have been sleeping with each other for free anyway but now you can turn your bedroom antics into quick paying cash and if you happen to be 14 years old and he's 19 well then he can get the money because he's of age to be able to handle that kind of financial transaction so children who sell sex underage sex workers this was a new one for me that not only that A person will be sex worker, but a person will be willingly underage. We're not speaking of children who are forced into um, sex trafficking here. We are not speaking of children who are abducted from their homes or they run away and they are coerced and they are put into the sex trade. These are girls and boys who go to school and sit in front of Mrs. Johnston, the teacher, and have normal lives. And then in their downtime, they are selling their sexual assets in exchange for favors, power, influence, um, trinkets and toys, and of course, good old cash, underage sex workers and those above legal age. So this is, for instance, this lady that hit the news a few years ago, I think she was working, she was working in the medical field, but she was also um, an escort. So she was an escort and there was a huge debate. Should somebody who's working in the medical field also be a stripper? And I think what was most eye-opening for me was the fact that there needed to be a debate about the ethics of such a thing. That we actually, people actually need to argue back and forth. You know, both sides need to bring arguments why someone who's either an EMT or a nurse or a doctor can't also be a stripper. This is what this country is like. And so other children who will be judged by the Lord, when I say the direct judgment, it means that nobody's going to ask you, the parent, to um, beg for your child one more time. You will just find something has happened to the child, either a freak accident, they get stabbed somewhere, something will happen to take the life of this person. The Lord says children who keep indulging in premarital sex, this is sleeping with your girlfriend, your boyfriend, you've heard a thousand times that it is wrong, but you do not care. Children who masturbate, homosexual, and transgender children who do not repent and come out of that life. Children who are rapists and misogynists. Everybody knows what a rapist is, but a misogynist is this growing crop of young boys who are shooting into fame in the young boyosphere with the mindsets that they have, that God has created women simply as toys for them to mess with in a group. So three boys who are friends will go and start hitting on the same girl at the same time, making this girl like, oh my goodness, which one do I like more? And they're usually going to try and do this kind of mess next to homecoming, next to prom. And then when she finally is deciding, trying to decide which person's invitation to ask all. Three of them just dump her on the night of the event and they show up with their girlfriends that they already had and them and the girlfriends are laughing at her and mocking her in front of everyone else. Many people think that these scenarios are things that people like Stephen King come up with and then put into novels and things like that. This is what real life children do, especially the men, they are extremely misogynistic, meaning that they have no respect for females. They don't see females as anything except places for them to sleep with and ease their sexual desires whether it is with the girl's consent or not. Children who are loveless and cold, narcissistic, they bear false witness, they are liars, manipulators, lawless, disobedient to their parents, they are fornicators, they are adulterers. Let's stop here. It was many years ago that I, I, I was forced to come to the understanding of what young people um, are. this was an experience that i had myself i'd gotten off work early and i told my best friend uh let's not waste this life let's go to the movies let's go to the movies the two of us and have dinner and she said okay i'm getting off at this time let's meet at this movie house and then afterwards we'll just go to the dinner place that's also in them all i said great sounds good and so i got there first And I was just standing in the general area, stairs that go up, and I was waiting, and I saw, I was standing next to, and I could not help but overhear the terrifying conversation of a group of girls whereby I would say the eldest person in that group, the very last age that I would be willing to pin her at is maybe 17, 18 years old. This was a group of young girls 13 14 15 16 that kind of age and i listened with growing horror as this group of four or five girls were describing how incredibly easy married men are to sleep with how married men are actually stupid because all they care about is sleeping with young flesh and that Once they've had it once or twice, and I'm quoting more or less verbatim, even though it's been over five years since I had that experience. Once married men have had that young flesh once or twice, they will do anything to keep getting it. And so the girl who was leading the conversation, I would put her at about 17 years old. She was showing these kids a very expensive phone. One of these, one of the first phones they had in those days, obviously from Apple with the liquid water crystal display. These things are always coming out. So she was showing them the new phone that her fool, as she was calling him, had bought her. And the other girls were all admiring and talking about different gifts and trinkets that they had get they had gotten from their guys and I think there was only one girl that was a bit uninitiated to this um, thing but she even she was not coming out whether it was peer pressure that caused her not to separate herself from these girls she was avidly asking questions and trying to figure out how she can also get a sugar daddy so sugar daddying, it used to be it used to be that older men will see younger girls and express interest and try to win them over with cars and clothes and wealth and influence. But now this is a whole exploding business that you can find in Korea. You can find it in Europe. You can find it here in America. It is blossoming and bursting in South America and Africa. And instead of it being called sugar daddying, which means that the men are coming on to the women. It is called sugar Bear, sugar baby. So it is the, now the world of the sugar baby. And there are many people, your adult daughter, maybe 22, 24, is doing well in life, not because she's making that much as a medical intern or because she's making that much um, at the Krispy Kreme, which is also a decent job, no, she's making that much because she's selling her assets. For Dolce and Gabbana gowns um, expensive cell phones expensive trips in fact this is an exploding world on Instagram called the world of the Instagram model that's right the slender 16 18 19 20 24 year olds are flying all over the world especially to the Emirates girls from Africa are flying to the Emirates I'm going to say everything that the Lord has shown me in this very stressful two month period of finding out about filth that I cannot conceive of that existed some children are being duped to go overseas to the to the Emirates and when they get there they are basically functional prostitutes that the Emirates can do whatever they want to do with but sometimes there's just good old homegrown prostitution of young girls who know that men can very easily be lured men. I hope you're listening and at least you have the decency to blush that men can very easily be lured in even by someone who is not a woman simply because the primal urge of sex in most men today, even married ones has not been tamed and tempered with righteous restraint. That is when you take your wife to wife. She's your only wife. Men are always looking for something on the side. And once that thing doesn't look like it's going to carry a heavy penalty, they do not mind stepping out on their wife. And so I heard these little girls and the things that they were saying eventually literally made me feel like I was on physical fire. And I climbed the stairs up to the movie house and stood there like a teen like a, like a useless person just stood there staring at the movie posters and, and, wondering if I was in my right mind until my best friend showed up for the movie. And I told her what I had heard. And she said, Oh, you poor child, you didn't know. So that is how I came to know at that age, long ago, what children are, um, capable of and the lord said that these children are calloused it means that someone is hardened and he said that they will fall in the judgment now when he says the judgment he's not only talking about the targeted judgment he's speaking of for them he's also basically talking about the judgments that will fall on america and basically on whatever other nations so when for instance we see for instance when we see a situation where there is an invasion or there is an attack and then you suddenly see a large crop of young people losing their lives and everyone is like, no, they're children. Remember what I have always said in all the videos that God said that no single person who is marked for judgment will escape it. This is why he always says, you're in the homosexual lifestyle, I'm sitting here to tell you that the words I'm speaking, that it seems that you can't stand to hear. It sounds like, it feels like my words are burning your flesh. This is actually God showing you some of the best love he's ever going to show you. This is God showing you not reckless love, but very carefully planned out love because he wants to pull your soul out of that fire. God is always trying to pull our souls out of the fire because God doesn't want to be forced to put us into fire that cannot be quenched, which is the lake of fire. He doesn't want to, as a father, to be forced to put us in punishment that even he will not be able to stop because judgment to the lake of fire is eternal. So he's sending a messenger ahead The Lord was saying to me one time, you know, celestial, they don't understand that you are my softly flowing water. And I was taken by surprise. It's actually called the waters of Shiloh. And the Lord was saying that the people that he was speaking to at that time were so rebellious that when he was sending the word to them, the word was flowing softly like the waters of Shiloh. And yet he said, they rejected it. And so now I will send the Assyrian to trample them and to trample their children so people listen they they that this is not kind and this doesn't sound like Jesus and what you don't actually know is this is Jesus standing at the crossroads and shouting last call last call for souls last call for my Ark my mercy my salvation and my goodness that I'm deeply desiring to show you last call for the narrow road for broad is the road that is leading to destruction and so the lord says that he will strike in sin many calloused hardened branches in the judgment and the thing is when judgment begins to go judgment is like a it's like a a loose wire in these movies you know when the electrical wire cuts how it just begins to whip everywhere and it's very dangerous that's what judgment is you cannot do anything about it when the sword is in the land the Lord says that grandchildren will become a thing of the past, and that's because this current generation is so selfish. It's so twisted and so blind that they can't even see that their LGBTJFY lifestyle leads to no children in the future. So some of them, he said, are not even thinking to the logical conclusion of the choices they are making. And that's because they're selfish and they're young and they don't see the outcome of their choices. But then he also said that they're very interested only in the pleasure of sex and satisfying themselves. And they're so selfish that they don't actually want children. And so there will be less and less babies, less and less little ones. He said the future generation will be very hard to see there will be more genetic defects among them. The after effects of a world population juiced up on the harm. People will be sterile. He says, a curse will come upon adulterous wombs. So the curse of those who have aborted three and four babies, they will find themselves longing for children in the future, and they will be absolutely blocked from having them. I will shut their womb and no seed, this is no male seed, will ever be able to bring life out of them again. My curse will rest on them. And so, you need to understand some things that there is a difference between moral grounding and god's law moral grounding is this we're good people you know we donate to saint jude and i always tell my children to say please and thank you god is always pointing out to me how people like to justify not knowing anything about the true law of god by replacing it with moral grounding please excuse the noise and he said Many people don't even believe in God, but they teach their children the right rules for living and they try to raise their children to be good. Don't lie, don't steal, don't hurt others. Moral grounding is what you get when you take the principles of God's law. So God's law is like the rock. Build your lives upon the rock when you pluck some principles from god's law but you throw god out you know you take the principles they're the meat but you throw jesus out and that troublesome cross and the fact that you need to actually know him and obey him you throw that out as the bones what you get left is moral grounding and god says a lot of people good people they raise their children on that because they don't want god to be a part of their household they want to feel good by keeping some of his rules, but they reject any belief in the core of all goodness, who is Christ Jesus himself. But houses with God's law understand the fundamental basis of our faith, which is it is impossible for human beings to be good apart from God, for there is no goodness in us, only the propensity to do evil and sin apart from god we are incapable of goodness and so we who know christ we cling to the confession that jesus alone is good jesus alone is law and jesus alone picks man up and lovingly escorts him from fallen to being able to be good the bible is very clear that children are important to god nobody can say that they don't know that children are important to god Even the people who are abusing children and killing them every day around the world, using them for sacrifice or hitting them and beating them to the point where they later lose life and then the parents try to hide it or the parents rush them to hospital and say, he fell, she fell and broke every bone in her body. What did she fall out of? A plane? Did he roll down a mountain to sustain these injuries? This is what people are doing. And so God is saying that children who do not keep his laws but reject his laws, and households who have rejected God and tried to bring their children up on this atheist, but we're good, we don't hurt anybody, what have we done? All of that is coming to an end. The Lord says for for old and young, everyone has understanding, so you need wisdom to understand when prophecy is coming forth in these last days. If you have been pricked by this message, if your heart is hurt, if you are guilty as a parent, if you are guilty as a young person watching, it is better to pick up at this point and move into repentance and confession of sin than to simply cry. I've said it a thousand times. I am not cruel, but I am factual. Crying is not repentance. Crying is basically what happens when you drop hot oil on proud flesh. It doesn't feel good, and so it causes that weeping and that sorrowing, but that is just the beginning. If you do not move through the process of repentance, which is confessing sin, you cannot confess what what you will not acknowledge. If you are a young person who has moved out of your parents' house to go and live with another young person, and you're talking about, But my girlfriend and I have been together for six years since college and we're only faithful to each other And we don't need marriage because marriage is just a piece of paper. You are fornicators You are living in fornication and should this judgment come it will definitely visit your house it is better to stop making excuses to move past the initial whiplash of realizing that you have broken the law of God in whatever area it is. It may not even be relevant. You may be watching this video and God may be convicting you about something that has nothing to do with you being a child that does these things. He may be bringing up something else. Tears are not repentance. Feeling bad are not repentance. Only repentance is repentance. If you are a parent who is pricked by this message, it is time to accept mistakes of the past That you made in parenting and start to fight for your kids in regular prayer and fasting this is not praying once or twice god please save samantha and bring her out of the lgb life that is not it regular prayer and fasting means that you have the wisdom to see that something has clenched your child in its teeth that your child himself or herself is as hardened as granite rock or a mountainside, and that you will need to fight for their souls. And here is why. No one sitting on that side of the camera or this side of the camera can actually tell which soul is a soul that can be, cannot be saved. The Lord has told me often that Christians are very, very weak in this generation and quick to cast people over and go, well, the Bible says, give him over to Satan. Did you even pray? Did you even fast? Did you even do anything more than twice and say, well, you know, she won't listen just want to we just want to go to heaven and you know everybody else be damned the demons operating in these children will not let go of them easily especially if their sin is willing and habitual sin it is by prayer and fasting alone that this kind goes out people are going to have to rise up and fight the devil for these children or they will surely be judged in addition these children must be taught what they have done wrong they the children themselves especially since i'm not talking about the six and the seven year olds who are still claiming that they are spider-man and wonder woman or whatever they still believe that they are i am talking about children in their right minds children of full mental capacity who are willingly choosing to walk in sin the lord says that such people are marked for destruction and he doesn't care about this but he's only 16. please understand that the lord is not the united states circuit court or whatever it is god will not judge and say but she's a minor i can't prove intention god can always prove intention because god knows all hearts Even the hearts of your little ones, smaller ones who are starting to develop the habits of lying and stealing. And you're like, oh honey, you don't need to do that. And you're not moving to train that child in the ways of the Lord. God knows the heart and God is perfect in judgment. God is able to perfectly judge a one year old because he knows the heart of the one year old. So God may make a decision for a four year old that the parents don't understand. And in fact, before I finish this video, I will share I will share a dream that the Lord gave me and I I shared it and I taught it on Facebook many years ago, maybe 2018. I dreamt that I was a mother of a young child. He was about nine or 10 years old, the sweetest little boy that you could ever imagine. And I was the mother of a much older child, 21 years old. I have no husband or children. So this was just a dream. My 21 year old was extremely narcissistic caught up in the online Facebook affirmation, Instagram, catch me on Snapchat and all the chats lifestyle. He was a very handsome young man, tall and a good looking boy. He loved himself and he had picked up this habit of taking selfies and wanting to see himself in the camera from a young age. And even though his father and I had discouraged him, this boy had never let that go. And when he grew up, He was always posting his workout pictures, not nude, but flexing his muscles and basically just showing off his good side and his friends would come and, and fawn and say how good looking he was. The younger one was such a sweet and obedient child. And he was still at that age where boys will sit on their mother's lap and let her, uh, cover his face with kisses. And then my younger son died. It was terrible in our community. My younger son died, and I remember at his funeral, everyone was speechless. The pastor was choking to get the sermon out. He was trying to say those few words, like, um, uh, uh, you know, the Lord gives and the Lord takes away, but I could see the pastor was struggling with why such a good baby died. And the older boy was not at the funeral. His father and I could not get a hold of him, and he did not even know that his younger brother had died. And so after the funeral, some fear seized me, and I could not even go to join that line where they tell you, we are so sorry, are so sorry. I left the father to handle that, and I ran home, and I changed, um, I kept my black on, but I put sneakers on, and I went running out into the city to find my son, and, and it seemed so strange. That double sky that I'm always talking about was in this dream. It was a brilliantly sunny day, crisp and cold. My son had died in autumn. And I was running through the streets so desperate that I was asking strangers, have you seen this boy? And I was showing my child, the sky was crisp and sunny. And yet at the same time, I saw what I call the end times sky, the dark, thick, heavy, black sky that goes, if that sky could make a sound, it would go just doom. That sky was present showing that there was very little time left for all sorts. And as I came around the street corner, I saw a crowd gathered and everyone was like, oh, oh my God. oh And, every, and everyone was gathered and, and I pushed through with this horrible feeling knowing it was my child and there was my child he had fallen half in and half out of some kind of very big gutter i don't even know that they have these gutters in cities it was a very big v-shaped gutter and his body was all half in and half out he had fallen into basically something like an open city sewer and i froze and and, and everybody was quiet when they realized that i was this boy's mother and i said did, did you see how he died i was so calm i was like how did he die did someone push him? Did he fall and break his neck? Did someone hurt my child? Please tell me, don't be afraid. Tell me how he died. And people were silent and staring at me, and then an old man standing at the back. he said, "I saw him." Something struck him, Miss. He said, "I saw him. One, he, he, was, he was doing this, and the man made the motion of this generation's lifetime pastime the all-important god of this selfie men will be lovers of themselves in the last days the old man lifted his hand and said he was doing this and he was i saw him taking them and something struck him ma'am and he fell into that gutter and i think that's how he broke his neck and then i realized that i was living in the times where God will take the sweet children, the good children, the children that are not doing any harm. He will bring them to himself to keep them safe. But the idolaters, that was the first time that God actually spoke to me about what Facebook is, that Facebook is a place. He said, where people build up altars and then sacrifice to the gods. And I said, Lord, who are the gods? And he said, Celestia themselves. They build up altars and then they worship at their own altars and they invite their friends to come over with likes and hearts and and thoughts and and, and I love this. And then they worship at one another's altars and go and visit the other person's altar. You may disagree, of course, as God said, aren't the prophets always frustrated by the group? I don't think so. I, I don't feel that that's what it is. We're just keeping in touch. You're not God. So, of course, your opinion holds null. I lost two sons one very good and one struck by God and the Lord told me so will it be in the last days both the unrighteous and the un and the righteous will go home thank you for being with me I'm Celestial Revival thank you to all of you that continue to support my work on the master's voice it is greatly appreciated It's been a long time since I said this, but when I first started, I used to send individualized thanks and I can no longer do that. There are more people and there's only one me. So I want you to know that your giving and your support, even the prayers, those of you who pray for me are greatly appreciated and the Lord himself will pay it back to you and reward you for it. I will have to make that other video tomorrow, but until I see you again, God bless you and goodbye.